Cheers. We have a little bit of Mariah Carey playing, don't we? Oh, oh, oh hang on, we're filming. Oh, sorry. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to our very festive episode of Real Estate Renovators, our Christmas special. Real Estate Renovators is the business advisory show for real estate professionals. Now, before we begin with today's episode, let's talk about 2021. What a wild year. We thought we saw the end of it in 2020, the lockdowns, the restrictions, and everyone was so optimistic and excited for 2021. And then, boom, right? Dan Andrews. Dan Andrews! <laughs> but despite all of the, I guess, trials and, and tribulations of 2021, our real estate industry has remained strong, which I think is definitely something to cheers. It is. And celebrate. Cheers. And take a little gulp about, right? Why not? Any excuse. <laughs> Was I the only one that sipped then? We all followed your lead. Exactly right. So Christmas is fast approaching, right guys? It is, it is. And what a, what a wild year, hey? Like um, you would have thought this year with lockdowns and all that crazy stuff that it was going to be so negative for real estate. Mm. But it's been probably one of the best years I can remember being you know, 20 odd years in and around this industry. And it's probably one of the strongest years I can remember. Absolutely. Is it Because look, price, market price and the property market has increased, no yeah. doubt. But I think real estate agents are still suffering. Like they've been closed for so many days in this year, unfortunately, yeah. um, across different states in Australia. I want to move to WA, but yep. don't want to let yeah. me in. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's, and stock numbers are down. Prices are up, but stock figures are down. Like it's hard mm. to get a listing when you can't, when you couldn't see the property, or hard to sell a property without it. It's actually a miracle that properties are being sold um, with, without being able to see it properly, you know? Yeah. Thanks to the tech being, space. Yeah, right? I think yeah. if anything, lockdown's taught people the importance of their home, right? How, how critically important it is to have a home and people are wanting to now buy now. And that fear of missing out has driven the prices up in the market. So whilst it's been difficult for agents to go out and list and sell and do all their opens, the industry within itself has stayed really strong, which I certainly think is still something to celebrate. Why not? And with Christmas coming up, we've got lots of reasons to celebrate. It's a new year next year, it's, you know, 2022. Hopefully not too many lockdowns and it's going to be, you know, everyone looking forward with a bit of fun next year, finally. I finally, think so. And we've got some fun on set. We've got some cocktails at the Champagne Flow. We've got a little bit of snow happening. It's feeling super festive on set, it right, is. Bill? It is, it is. Now, Rexy, before we before we move on, we can't we can't leave this uh, this intro without us showing us your your uh, Wizard of Oz slippers. <laughs> can, you, of can you show us your Wizard of Oz slippers? Uh, if he clicks three Christmas times, he's gonna go slippers. home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if you can see they're gold plated or something. Um, they're uh, nice for Christmas. Only Rex Afrosiabi would pull those off and what still look good. What possessed you to buy them? I just want to know what possessed they you. They belong to my girlfriend, but she lets me wear them. <laughs> girlfriend. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> now, without further ado, guys, we bring to you a very exciting episode with a, with a company that are infiltrating the Victorian market. Um, despite a quite unique name, Coronas Group, infiltrating Victoria, getting a little bit of PTSD here, right? <laughs> Coronas, Victoria, infiltration. <laughs> they're going to be a super successful franchise group, They're right? going to be a great franchise group, I think. And it's not just Victoria. I think they're going um, Australia-wide at the moment, um, and they're... They've just appointed the Victorian branch, the Victorian franchise. Um, it's a very unique model, and I thought it would be a good chance for us to talk about this model. They've taken a view similar to Bax, uh, that vertical inf infiltration. I Integration. Suppose. Integration. Integration. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a view? Is that a view? Um, Chanel's wearing off of me. Uh, so, you know, the, the banks and suppose Coronas now is taking to be that one customer that can service them in multiple different ways. Not just listing and selling their, their real estate or um, doing their property management. They're also now providing conveyancing services, providing mortgage services to the 
purchases. So, so one-stop shop, essentially. A one-stop shop to make the customer experience better. Who doesn't want a one-stop shop, right? Yeah, many, many years ago, I was actually a banker, and I remember being at Westpac, and they used to say that the more products and services a client has with you, the more likely they are to stay loyal. I think it was mm. like six products and services, and they wouldn't leave. You know, so so not only do you earn bigger share of wallet, technical term, um, but also you have a more loyal client as well. Mm. You know, one thing I loved about um, the interview with Andrew um, as well was their model is is not only around you know getting more products and services, earning more money, taking great agents and making them fantastic. But it's also about building a work-life balance, which we know in real estate is really hard to achieve. That's awesome. And particularly in a post-lockdown environment, that push for work-life balance is going to be huge, right? It is, yeah. And look, you know, if, you, if you're an agent out there, you're thinking to yourself, well, you know, if you're a really successful agent, you're working around the clock, right? If they've, if they've found a solution to be able to still make those kind of, that amount of money, but not have to, you know, you sacrifice family time and all the other things that, that are really important then you know it's a model that people are going to really really jump to mm. and around christmas time there's nothing more important than family right bill there is that's fantastic of you chanel and here we are our real estate renovators family we hope you enjoy this episode with coronas group cheers cheers hi andrew it's great to meet you and welcome to the show thank you very much thank you for having me Great. Now, most of our viewers are real estate agents, so they'd know the Corona's business model. Tell us a little bit about how you grew and how the business came about. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's actually, it's, it's a nice story. Well, I think it's a nice story. It's my story. It it started in, uh, I finished school in 1988, all those years ago. For most of the listeners, they probably weren't even born then, to be honest. <laughs> uh, and I, I joined my dad's, um, what I call the little hole in the wall real estate office. And it was, you know, it was a typical real estate office. It, we struggled to make ends meet. Uh, I grew up in a nice family and, and dad um, did very well as a real estate agent. But we, um, <laughs> we struggled along till about 1995. Um, and then we sat down as uh, myself, my father, and um, the now one of my business partners, and we said, look, we're going to have a crack at this um, and grow from a, a I respectfully saying, mediocre little hole in the wall real estate office into something. And we really had a crack at it. So we, you know, we made a pledge to each other. We worked seven days a week for two years, and we really, I'm really pleased we made that decision because from there we grew that one office into a reasonable office. We were, we, we grew a rent roll to back then 500 properties, um, and we had doing 30 sales a month. We had, you know, six salespeople, all, and we had a wonderful culture. Uh, in 2002, Dad said to me when I was 32 years old, "Here, do you want to have a? You're doing a really good job. So here's have a crack." Um, so I had ants in my pants of. Yeah, real estate's been a really good thing for me, um, the sales and, and, but growing the business really interested me and the business side of real estate, I suppose, is really where my passion lies. So we, you know, we grew that one office and then we started expanding um, up until 2018, um, or actually 2020 before COVID, uh, where we had 23 office locations and we, we managed um, 8,000 on properties. Um, we have a franchise network growing around the country now. And we've really diversified our income too, because I think in a lot of cases, um, the, the journey for us has been in real estate agent land is just, you know, selling houses and renting houses, but we've really unlocked uh, the potential with mortgages now in our business. Uh, we've really unlocked uh, the potential with conveyancing, we've really unlocked the potential with connections and removalists. And we call it, you know, one Corona's many solutions now in that it's not just, um, a real estate sales pitch or a rental pitch. There's many other things that are unlocked when we sell a house or, or manage a house. And as real estate agents, I think sometimes we're a bit narrow-minded because my vision is for the consumer of the future. They're going to want more to the service of, you know, how can I pick up the keys and move into my house rather than 
I just get to go to an open for inspection. I sign a contract and what do I do now? So I think that that's where our, my vision and the vision of the business has come. Sounds like you've changed the, the perception from selling a house to moving a home um, and helping them with all the ancillary services. Is that sort of the, the model and how you, how you thought about it? Yeah, very much. You know, I, I got to I got to hand it to um, a couple of the real estate suppliers, that, uh, especially the big portals that that helped uh, me understand customer journey and customer mapping. Uh, and if you look at the customers of the future, you know, we're getting compared to things like, in, in some ways, the technology and the the ease of ordering, you know, takeaway food to your house from whatever restaurant there is. And people are looking at us now and going, what, what do you mean I've got to go to a house? And then I've got to look at it. Then I've got to decide. Then I've got to go to a bank. Then I've got to find a conveyance. Then I've got to, and this, this whole, um, it's not easy to buy a house. There you go. It's tricky. And yep. what we're trying to do with the modern consumer is, is make it as easy as possible by offering every piece of the property puzzle. Hence, you know, many, uh, one Corona's many solutions to get you to home ownership. Yeah, a lot of agents obviously focus on the vendor. It sounds like you're really focusing on the buyer as well and helping them on their journey to go into that into into that new home. Yeah, I think we we, we analysed years ago. Um, look, the nucleus of you know, if, if you go back through the whole life cycle, most people finish school, they go out and rent with some mates. Yeah, they become a tenant first. They really don't know what they're doing there. And as agents, and I, I don't think we do a good job of helping tenants that much. Um, and then they become uh, eventually they generally find a partner, and then they decide to they buy a house, you know, and they still don't know what they're doing then. Um, and they get frustrated and they get anxious and all of these, these emotions come out that make it a really hard time and a frustrating time. So if we can help educate the buyers and the tenants, we believe we're going to help people on their journey and then they'll respect the business in turn when they go to sell their house. Yeah, it's so interesting. The, the business I work for, PropTech Group, it's a software company, and we, we really think about how can we help the agents build a relationship with the consumer. And it's, it really rings true what you said from that first time they leave home, um, build that relationship from when they're a tenant, from share a house, tenant, to then a buyer, and then upselling and seller and the like as well. So it's, it's really interesting that you talk about um, that, journey, that customer journey, because I think that probably is the future of real estate. I think it is. And it's... If, if you're a salesperson at the moment, a lot of this will probably be really hard. So how do I fit that into my world? I think it comes down to the, the agencies and the networks of the future offering these support services. Because if you look back at the Apple model, um, which I love, and I think, you know, it's, it's a great indication of what can be done in business. You know, first you bought an iPod, then you bought a, an iPad or an iPhone, then you've got a, an Apple Mac. And the studies, um, I do a bit of work uh, studying at Harvard. And I remember one of the, the, the case studies we did, if you've got... If you, if you do one dealing with a client, there's about a 10 to 15% chance they're going to be a repeat and referral. If you're doing two dealings, meaning if you're, you manage their property and you sell them a property, it drops to about, you know, there's about 50% chance they're going to come to you to do repeat work. Once you get three and four products with one person, they don't think of anybody else in, in, in real estate, so to speak. And that's what we're trying to create. So we create this ecosystem where people can do what they need to do within our brand. Yeah, it's, um, it's funny. It reminds me of a long, long time ago now, Andrew, when I was a banker at Westpac and they used to say, say to us, eight products and you've got a customer for life. And you give them eight products and you've got a customer for life. And that's they do a great job of it, right? Are they yeah. Really yeah. Yes, some, some, some would say they're probably too, too integrated, but, um, but yeah, they do do a great job. So um, it's great to hear how, how you sort of grew that business, but what made you choose franchise that model? And can you tell us a little bit about how you went from that first office and, and implemented that model? 
Yeah, so we in 2020, before COVID, um, we had 23 office locations, and they were small real um, real estate offices. They they were they were big in volume, but they 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 um, not like some of the Melbourne agents where they have much bigger what we call hubs, or we're calling hubs now. So we rationalised our 23 offices down to 10 locations, which are much bigger, stronger offices, and we can offer our team because I believe they're our biggest client nearly as our team members. We can offer them more support. We can offer them better leadership. We can offer them better uh, infrastructure to work from and work in and that was the evolution of our business to get 10 hubs down the spine of southeast queensland but we have this vision of being um, asia pacific's leading property services provider for every for, for all clients at every stage of their property journey so a way for us to expand around the country and we have now 35 franchises around the country is um, to franchise uh, and take what we know with um, not just a typical franchise, but offering a model where people can diversify their income, because I think it's important. Um, in good times, it's great selling houses and renting houses at the moment, but we all know times do turn in sales correctly. And having a rent roll and having a mortgage book behind you helps smooth out those years for you. So I think diversifying incomes creates a much stronger, robust business. And that's part of our our big push with franchising is to, to show people how to diversify their income, show people <clears throat> how to have an exit strategy as well. Because I think most people go into a real estate office or they have a real estate business. And I know for one myself, um, we you grow it to a certain level, but then you look and you go, how am I going to get out of this thing as well? So you've got to have an exit strategy for yourself. And we have an exit strategy for our franchisees within a five-year plan if they wish to do that. Um, and, and how to cut costs within their business. Because I don't think... Um, many real estate agencies have good CFOs to work for them because they just cost too much money and they don't know how to get the best um, cost cutting out of their business. We won't be the franchising that will tell you how to sell more houses and we don't want to be the franchise that's going to take someone who's not turning over a million dollars a year already um, because we, we want to work at a more sophisticated level of franchises and taking someone who's doing, um, <clears throat> pardon me, you know, somewhere uh, over a million dollars a year to $10 million a year or someone doing $10 million a year to $40 million a year in fee, that is, and really showing them how to create a business rather than just a job as a real estate, uh, as a French, as, as a, real, a job as a real estate agent running a business. It sounds like this hub model, you know, in the digital age now, not that many people are looking at the signboards outside a, a window of a real estate agency. So it makes sense, but it also sounds like you can provide more support. Is that an important part of your model? Yeah, very much. I mean, we have leaders in offices who are non selling, um, and that's a very big point. So their job is to. Um, I, I compare it to, um, there's a show called Billions, that, um, and I don't know if you, many of the people have seen that, but there's you know, there's somebody, there's that lady in there, I forget her name now, but she just helps smooth over people when they, we, we're dealing with high performance agents and high performance nearly athletes um, is what I call our high performance people, whether they're a broker, whether they're a salesperson or whether they're a property manager. You know, the best ones in our industry are very high performance and they devote so much they need help in other parts of their life and that's where we can add real value because when you've got strong leadership and officers they can help guide them with their investments they can help guide them with their fitness they can help guide them of where they're missing out because they, I really think we've got to work on this um, this business to offer flexibility where someone can be a high performance agent without devoting every minute of every day to it because technology has created that industry right uh, my father's a real estate agent and not many people used to call after six o'clock at night right 
But now I, I know from our agents, and I'm sure I'm talking to the people here, you get you get texts in the middle of the night saying, I want to look at the house at nine o'clock in the morning. And you can't turn off because of the technology. But our model is to try and get our lead agents having a balance between this really high performance, so they're earning the income and doing very big volumes, but also having a life outside real estate, which keeps them sane. Um, I learned that from the All Blacks. Uh, there's, a, there's a gentleman there called uh, Gordon Anoka, who's their high performance coach. And, and that's how they have become one of the best brands in the world because they manage the player, not just to be a great rugby player, but to be a great person away from the rugby field as well. And I think we've got an industry, we've got to do that with you know, mental health issues rising in our industry. It's our responsibility as leadership in this industry to help our high performance players deliver that. Yeah, look, hard work is so important in any industry, but and especially real estate. But um, I, I probably probably celebrated a little bit too much. You know, I work harder than you is is kind of like a point scoring game in real estate. And you know, no matter who you are, uh, if you're if you're working seven days a week, twenty four hours a day, you're going to burn out. So it's really great to see that you've got an idea about how you can help agents be more efficient, help their clients, but also not burn out and have have a quality of life as well. Thank you very much. I'm sure it's the same in Melbourne and Sydney and in Brisbane. You know, you'll see agents who do really well for three to four years, and then they just fall off the edge. And 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 I, I think we owe it to the industry to create a journey where people can do it for 10 to 15 years and have a lifestyle outside of real estate that's just not all consuming. And that, in, in my opinion, creates teams and it becomes more teamwork around with their, their what we're calling EBUs or their business units so that they can take holidays. So they don't have to worry about not being there some weekend. So they can go and watch their kids at sport and not have to be on the phone the whole time. Yeah, and, it, and look, a happier agent makes a better client experience and you know, it, it benefits everyone, right? So for sure. Now, going on to that, that model that you're talking about, about you know, giving your, some work-life balance, what do you see? What are the characteristics that you see in a really good agent these days? What, what, do, you, what do you think are the non-negotiables they need to have? I, I think you know, the one word I use is relentlessness. They, they have a vision for themselves and for their clients, um, and they have a vision for um, what they would like to achieve for themselves and they know that if they look after their clients they'll be able to achieve themselves so you know it, it sounds a bit uh, contrite in some ways but their why you know they, they have something whether it be they want to be the best agent to do the biggest numbers or whether they have a, a financial goal or whether they want financial freedom for themselves secondly I think they're willing to learn and evolve and not think they know everything not, not just about house selling if I can I put house selling over here and being a good agent how to run a good auction and just park that bit there because I think that's a process that if you run that process, you're going to do well. What I think the best agents we see now are evolving and what we're calling growing their business within our business. And I think that's a really important factor. So they're going out and hiring people in their team and we're structuring them well and supporting them financially as well to put people around themselves um, so that they can grow a business within our business and still have cultural alignment with our brand. And that's actually having... That's what I look for now. Somebody who doesn't want to be just one agent, um, but see some vision for themselves for the future. Fantastic. And um, Andrew, you've got a bit of a unique property management model that you offer your agents. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how that works? Yeah, we've got we've got a couple of property management models. We, we like innovating. I, I think it's fun to innovate and have a crack at things. I mean, real estate really hasn't changed that much for the last 30 years, right? Um, I'm not being rude about that. I, our industry, and I think it's our job. Of, if, if I can leave a legacy mark, I've been doing it 30 years. It's been wonderful for me, real estate, and I really respect it. And I'd like to leave it in a better place when I decide to retire from the industry myself. But one of the models that I think we do, I, I think property management's a tireless, uh, a thankless task in a lot of cases. And I don't think property managers do get the reward, just reward that they do. 
too. So we we thought about this whole, how do we empower property managers to have their own part of um, um, their, their value chain as well. So now we have a model where um, we, we're calling it Coronas now, and we're, um, part of our franchise around the country have it, where we support them. We loan them money for the first um, 13 weeks to get themselves going, and we show them how to do, uh, how to prospect. These are property managers. And they generally run properties. Um, to give you an example, we have a lady uh, on the Gold Coast here in Australia. She works for herself from her home. She is now running, there's, there's two models. So we've got our Coronas Now model, which is this lady who works from home, and she's creating her own uh, book and her own rent role for herself. And there's a commission split between she gets a lion's share of the commission and we get a, a percentage as well to help do the back end, which is all the, the, the trust accounting and offering the, the support, offering the, the uh, technology and the infrastructure that we have for our company-owned 8,000 properties as well, which has been very good. Um, and our company-owned 8,000 properties also have um, um, revenue shares within them to different people because we believe... Um, reward is um, um, financial reward isn't the most important thing, but it certainly helps someone value themselves to push themselves harder in a service-based industry. So we're bringing some of the elements from a sales-based industry into property management, which is in typically in most cases something that just produces income for an agency and the people sit in the corner. Um, we don't treat it that way. We treat it as its own business model itself. Fantastic. And um, one final question. You talked a little bit earlier on about you know, expansion across the 10, 10 offices across the southeast Queensland. What's the, what are the plans for the rest of Australia? That's where our franchising comes in. So you know, we're talking to some people in um, Victoria at the moment. Um, we're talking to some people in, 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 um, in Sydney. And we have somebody in, in Perth already who's starting up. Where we will, we're going to cut um, franchising and have franchise areas for people and support them with our model. Um, our model works. Our hubs are really profitable and they're great businesses. So again, the franchising won't be for someone who just wants to join a name or get, you know, I, I want the best CRM because in my opinion, technology, it's all very good, but it's the user behind the technology that makes it work. Um, what we will be offering is a business model and show you how to run your agency as a business rather than just doing the job of real estate so that you can have in my opinion, an asset class that grows for yourself, good um, revenue and good EBITDA, more importantly, so good profit that comes out of it, and a, and, and a defined exit strategy. So when you want to move on, because we all know real estate's a energy business, right? If you don't have high energy, you're going to die on the vine in real estate. And I see it all the time around the country where people have been really successful agency owners, and they just lose mojo they lose energy over a long period of time and my my real learnings is you've got to get out before you lose the mojo so giving people an exit strategy is a really important thing for the next generation to come through and let them take it to the next uh, yeah, so, so interesting you say that one of my one of my big things about recruiting is right person at the right time in their life it can be the right person but if they're burnt out or they've had enough it's it's not it's not going to work for them well, that was really insightful, Andrew. Thank you so much for that. And um, it sounds like you've got a fantastic culture and a fantastic model. And uh, if you're an agent out there that wants work-life balance and the ability to have a really successful business as well, it sounds like they should definitely take a look at your business. What's the best way for them to do that if they wanted to learn more? No, we've um, just if they want to get in touch with me, I'm just Andrew at coronas.com.au. Happy to have a chat to anybody. Um, we're just going through a big rebranding at the moment. It came out yesterday, which has added a lot of uh, energy to the business um, and a freshness to the business, which is great. And I suppose, you know, ultimately it comes down to, you know, um, our, our values. And, you know, 
I suppose when, I want to say this in a nice way, but if you, you know, our values are integrity, inclusivity, and sustainability. And if people value those things, we're the right people to partner with. But if you don't value those things, I understand that as well. We only want to work with the people that have similar values to us um, around exactly those. We're very strong on those. Um, and that's that's our purpose, is to make, if you come to Coronas, your life's got to get better. Not Coronas's life's got to get better. Your life's got to get better because you're with Coronas. And then ultimately, of course, Coronas's life will get better as well. Fantastic. Sounds great. And thanks again, Andrew. Thanks again for your time. Cool chat with Andrew, right? I really took from that how he talks about high performance agents are like athletes and a coach. What a cool thing, like what a cool analogy, because it makes so much sense when you think about it, right? Yeah, it's, it's just so, um, normally in business, you think to yourself, oh, you've got to train and spend time with the uh, ones that aren't performing that well. But if you look at the sporting world, like he's, he's, um, he's looking at it that way, you know, even, even Ronaldo in soccer, right? He still gets coached, right? The best athletes still get a coach. Yeah. So it makes total sense I think that the best agents should be coached. It's not just for agency or any, any industry, anyone that's a business owner or any, any should be coached mm. um, because you just get that little bit extra. Um, it was from all types of professional coaching as in, you know, business like lawyers, accountants um, alike, yeah. or even uh, seeing a shrink, not because you've got anything wrong with you, but it just helps you with that little bit extra, gives yeah. you that clarity. Should never be complacent in the end. You should always have some ongoing support training and mentoring. And no matter how successful you are, there's always gonna be someone that knows yeah. more than you or can give you a different, you know, spiel or element to, 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 I guess, taking your career to the next level. Yeah, and in their model, as you said, you know, it's not all just about sales, right? Maybe you're an amazing listing agent and selling agent, but maybe you could do better at referring to the conveyances or referring to the mortgage brokers or mm. finding other ways to improve your business. You know, even that work-life balance pitch they've got. You know, where, where, yeah. how, you know, what are you doing now? You're really successful, but are you working 24 hours a day and it's not sustainable over a 10, 20 year period, right? Yeah. Um, so the, the coaching, of course, has to happen on an ongoing basis. But um, one thing that really struck me was, you know, that they've got these two different, they've got the traditional PM model, and then they've got that different PM model where, you know, they can, the sales agent can refer business into a, um, a, pre, a property manager. And you know, even talking about, again, that work-life balance piece that, you know, they've got property managers who can work from home and build a rent roll. I mean, that's, and they train them and give them all the, all the information they that, need. I love that, Bill, because PM's such a tireless, you know, I guess it's not a thankful job. So to have that flexibility for property managers to work from home. And you've and got kids and, and the like as well. It's a great balance. Also on top of that, Rexy, like what we find a lot of, right? So say if you've got an agency in South Yarra, you only can really hire people that are within sort of 10 kilometers of that office. But this allows you to grow a business with having people work from home that don't necessarily need to be in the radius of where your office is, which I think in, from a recruitment perspective means they can actually target a larger audience of property managers if they've got that much flexibility to work from home. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's, it's not just even working from home. It's not just saying, hey, you can work from home, go for it, good luck, right? But they actually give them a lot of help and coaching and consulting to make sure that they they know how to build a rent roll, to work with the sales agents who then also get a profit share in in that rent roll. That's a, just a, mm. just a great model to yeah you know, they take that they they take their values really seriously and one of them that that work life balance piece is important to them and it's great to see that they um they talk about that more and more. I like that a lot and I guess with all that referral you're creating a really strong community within that office where you're referring to different aspects of the business. So you know what I mean that referral from PM to sales. It's not like a traditional real estate office, right? Where you've got your PMs and your sales and they're segregated. Like yeah. it's creating an environment or an office where everyone's working together in unison, which I think a lot of traditional real estate agencies lack in a little bit, don't you reckon, Rexy? Yeah, true. 
Yeah. They do. And what I like, what, what the, their, their model is different is the franchisors or the business owners are encouraged not to work on mm. the business or in the business. They're encouraged to work on, on the, the business. business. So they're encouraged not to be sales agents themselves, I like that. but to train and motivate their sales agents. Because then is, they're not commission incentivized, right? They're incentivized exactly. to grow a team. And it becomes a business that's not dependent on one person. It becomes mm. a sellable business. I like such. that. I it's, like it's, that a lot. It's interesting. That there's no one model that's right or wrong, right? There's, there's models that fit different people. And if you know, at PropTech Group, we talk to a lot of franchise groups, right, obviously. And, and we've got some fantastic franchise groups. So recently I was talking to Bell Property and their franchise, their model is get the best people selling, right? Your, your best sale, even the, the business owner, if he was really good at sales, he started a business, well, keep him or her selling, right? So there's, there's, there must be some truth in that as well. But certainly for this model, it will suit certain people and other models will suit other people. And that's the idea. There's not one model that's going to win out. True. Not everyone's going to work for Coronas. Not everyone's going to work for Bell. There's going to be people that are going to suit each model, right? Yeah. And that's, that's the key. And there's absolutely. an advantage of each model and a disadvantage of each model as well. Well, absolutely. I think, you know, the, the work from home model will target, say, you know, working mums and, and things like that. Other people don't want to work from home. So it, it is. It's about, I guess, you know, creating an environment that's going to be, you know, a real selling point for a particular kind of person. So it's, it's exciting. Yeah, and we think, you know, a lot of people talk about how technology is disrupting a little bit real estate, but even without technology, the model is being disrupted a bit more as well. And you think about people like the agency, even McGrath to some degree, the high street offices, you know, with the sign, with the, with the listings in the window, they're becoming less and less popular mm -hmm. now. And Coronas, of course, I think they had 23 offices, he was saying, and then they just opened 10 massive hubs across the southeastern seaboard. Um, and that's working much better for them. They can collaborate better. You don't need a, a really expensive fit out on the high street in a, in a suburb that you're working to be successful anymore. Mm. If, and if coronavirus has taught us anything and these lockdowns, that model can work. Absolutely. Yeah. And think of how many costs you'd be saving if you're not having, you know, 20 offices. You've just got central hubs. Like from a financial perspective, I can imagine that would be, you know, a huge, a huge <laughs> difference only having multiple hubs rather than all these different commercial leases that you're going to have to pay for. Am I right in saying that? Yeah. I mean, you know, the agency, for instance, they, they have a model where they centralize the administration and things like that. So they, if, you, if, you, if you're a franchisee and you need to help with admin, you don't all have to hire an individual person yourself, you know, there's a, so that you can, you can get that from the franchise group if you want. So there's, there's different models that work, again, for different people. But um, one thing that's really interesting with, with the Coronas model now is they're dominating Queensland, they're doing great in there, but hey, they're, now they're looking nationally. And we know that they're in Perth, um, they're in Melbourne now. One of our guests on the show is running Melbourne, is, aren't they? Is. We might get him back on. Yeah, we might have <laughs> to. Yeah, I mean, national expansion, you've got to be doing something right if that's the case. Yeah, yeah. Look at you know, he was he was super impressive. It was great to chat to him, and I think that model will do will do really well across um, you know Sydney, Melbourne, and and Perth as well. I think he's going to be really successful. Absolutely, and with the number one recruiter in Australia assisting them with the growth <laughs> soon, I mean they're going to take their business to new heights. <laughs> Shameless plug as usual, by <laughs> Chanel. I don't think she's even engaged by it about this. Always stage. marketing, right? Always <laughs> marketing. It probably works. <laughs> Well, I mean, we've got a lot to talk about, right? And I'm sure a lot of people are going to take a lot from this episode, but I want to just celebrate Christmas. Let's talk about that again, guys. We blinked our eyes. I feel like it was January three days ago, and now all of a sudden, it's Christmas. We're in 2022 next year. What do you think is going to happen to real estate in 2022? I think we'll go back to high growths, back the market will come back super strong. People will be listing everywhere. Um, it's probably going to see the strongest year if there's no lockdowns. And I'm hoping there won't be. Like everyone's majority are vaccinated now and we should just get on with life. Hopefully. We've lost two years of our lives. 
it's crazy when you think about it. You lost yeah. two years of your life, right? For, for me, you know, in real estate especially, um, the next two years, I think you've got to really make hay while the sun shines, right? Like the next two years are going to be strong, I think. After that, you know, there's always dips and, and um, peaks and troughs in markets, right? So, but I think the next two years are going to be great for real estate, especially coming out of lockdown. Ho hopefully it's like the roaring 30s again, right? Ooh, hopefully, that would be hopefully, nice. hopefully there's lots of great business and lots of great parties and we can, um, we can all enjoy next year. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I want to end this episode, guys, with a duo, duet, duet, duet. duet. Mariah Carey, <laughs> all I want for Christmas is you. Can we get a cue of the song playing? Do you want me to give you the notes? I don't want to know <laughs> Christmas. That note. <laughs> there is just <laughs> All right, guys, guys, I'm going to cut it there. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Cheers. Be Merry jolly. Christmas. Be safe. <laughs>